What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. How's everybody doing today? What's going on? I'm your host, Zach Hernandez, as always. And today, I got my boy, Owen, on the pod. Say what up, Owen. Hey, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, brother, for having me on. Yes, sir. Extremely excited, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming on. Um, We got a busy slate. We got a lot of things we want to talk about today. Um, But just before we start, I'm going to put you on the spot real fast. Ask you just a couple questions so that people kind of know who you are. What kind of sports fans you are. So uh, what teams do you root for? Who are your favorite teams? Team faithful all the way in the Bay Area. I mean, just definitely mainly. I can uh, definitely hold a conversation for hours on end with, you know, Dubs, Giants, Niners. Those are the three. Um, favorite sport, uh, definitely definitely basketball right now. I think that's just been like it is. Um, started watching the Warriors 2012. Um, didn't know what basketball was before that. Went to my first game and was the smallest, probably the smallest person in there, probably like four foot, just couldn't see over anybody, was yelling at my dad that everybody was standing up. Um, but, but yeah, just always faithful. Um, uh, love it. Love the bet. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. I'd love to hear that. Um, what, you got any favorite players? Oh, man. Um, uh, going a little, just a little throwback, uh, go each sport uh, for baseball. I was always a Hunter Pence guy. I loved how unorthodox he was. Uh, love, loved his play style, loved his enthusiasm. I mean, he, he was one of the major, major factors of getting us our rings. Um, uh, for football, I was a Kaepernick all the way. That was my first NFL jersey. Loved his play. Um, uh, love what he's doing um, uh, off the field. Um, and then for basketball, got to go, got to go Curry. Uh, every time I see him in person, it's kind of first time I see him on the warmups. I'm like, this is crazy that I'm seeing this guy, you know, great shooter of all time. Um, and yeah, a huge, huge fan of Iguodala as well. Oh um, yeah, that's my mom's. That's I had to drop that for my mom. Uh, that's her favorite player. Love his, love his defense. Love that he's back for his last year, and hopefully we can get him his, his ring. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm glad we brought him back, even if he's not getting all that playing time. You know, with that veteran presence is huge. Oh, massive. Um, People don't realize that how big of a deal. Even though he's, he doesn't. You know, his stat line usually aren't aren't insane that presence off the court it's it's unmatched just how much experience he has throughout the teams him working with Iverson in his young in his young career when he was with him I mean all that combined it's huge yep one of the smartest players man I've ever I've ever watched um before we hopped on before we hopped on we were we were texting and you brought up a little bit about wide receivers I want to know who are your top two wide receivers in the NFL right now on I mean, the top, spot on? I mean, right off the head, I mean, right off the dome, I got to go Devontae Adams. Um, not, I, it's not one and two right now. It's just one uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Um, and I got to go Cooper cup. I mean, just those two year uh, Cooper cup has always shown that, that, that lateral quickness and just catching yep. the ball and he can just start out for another eight yards and, and it, 
looks like he went too. You know what I mean? He's just quick, yep. quick, quick. Devonte Adams in his prime right now, and pretty much same with Cooper Cup. Um, yep. Yeah, those two. I think Devonte's route running is the best. Is if is one of if not the best in the league. Um, of course, it definitely helps when you have a first ballot. Well, you have a Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers. Definitely helps when you got him thrown to you. And same with Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford. So yeah, just those two off off the dome. I think that's I, and I don't really think that's that debatable in my opinion. Yeah, two good picks. I mean, I don't think Devontae Adams at one is debatable at all. I think number two, it can be a little, it can go a couple of yeah, ways. Yeah, that is but, true. That is true. Um, but those are two good picks, especially after the season Cooper Cup just yeah. had. Yeah, um, historic. Um, yeah. But anyways, let's hop into what we what we want to talk about, man. Uh, as we know, the Warriors played on Saturday night. Nope, Sunday night. And it was actually Sunday afternoon. And that game was absolutely crazy. Uh, you know, we ended up winning, obviously. Draymond gets ejected mid-game. Uh, Clay bricked two free throws right at the end. <laughs> it was just wild. The whole game was crazy. I'm glad we yeah. we got away with the win. But any, what are your first opinions on that game? Anything general? I mean, general was it was an absolute nail-biter, I felt, the entire way through. Um, to first thing to start off, given respect where it's due is that is those Memphis fans. I get it. It's, it's been a long time since they've been in this position. Um, last time was with us. I think that was 2014 or no, 2015. Yeah, I believe it was a, yeah. Yep. Uh, where we went four two against those guys, but that arena was absolutely insane. They got one of the most electric players of the league and jaw. Um, and, uh, I thought that those, I thought that their, their fan base really showed up for them, but I mean, we were able to squeak out with that win. Um, first, uh, well, actually like, like you're saying, the general thing of it was that I felt that they had every opportunity to win and the Warriors just showed why they're the, they're the best team in the league. In my opinion, um, it was just, you have junior that will never have a game like that again. Absolutely. I mean, he, he went off good for him. Greatest game of his life. Um, you had Desmond Bain going for only nine, which definitely helped us. John Morant doing his thing. Wouldn't be surprised if he does it again tonight. Um, maybe not, you know, that insane 34, I think it was, 10 and nine. Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he got something close to that. Um, but I, I, I do truly think that they won't really have a game like that again. And uh, I got Warriors in five. Yeah, I mean, I can agree with pretty much everything that you said, starting from Jaron Jackson Jr., he balled out and yeah. it just seemed like we couldn't really stop him at times. I mean, he was hitting his three point shot. I mean, he hit three, three or six, three pointers ended with 33 points. Uh, that was, it was, it was almost like that. Like you said, I don't think that'll happen again. Oh. It was oh. just kind of out of nowhere. Um, and he's a good player, no doubt about it, but 33 with six threes. Uh, I don't see that happening again. No nope. jaw. We'll expect, we'll expect, you know, great nights from jaw likely every single night. Um, but I can agree with you, man, talking about how this team is the best in the league. I mean, I think it's obviously there are some teams that are close, but the Warriors, when they don't play sloppy, they look insane. You and can't touch them. you can't. And the fact that they have three guys, Steph, Clay and Poole, who can get a bucket from anywhere. That is so deadly because it seems like one of them will always be open. Exactly. Um, 
Um, so that was that was just absolutely nuts. Um, I couldn't believe Clay missed those free throws in the yeah, end. That was, made it. A- yeah. I mean, here's the whole thing with these free throws right now. I've been telling Dev, shout out Dev. I've been telling Webb. I've been telling my mom. Everybody is that sense the entire league, well, not the entire league, but it was that pool and Curry, number two in the league. I mean, we've seen it. This Everybody on the team has been shooting bad free throws. I mean, but especially those two. But it's like I was t- I was saying this to my mom is that it's like for all those years that Curry did just it felt like he couldn't miss a free throw. It's OK for him to have a couple games. You know what I mean? Where he's yeah. where he's only going 70 percent, Where which for him, that's like shooting 40 percent compared to everyone else. That's just a terrible night for him on the free throw when he's the greatest free throw shooter of all time. Same with pool. It's been a little bit slow. Um, I mean, him picking up. Uh, you know, him going from 92 plus to like 85, which is still great. But for him, it's a little bit worse. And then, yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, those two clays, I thought it was a joke. I was just like, I remember when we got the board and there was like 21 seconds and pool, and everyone's running around, get, uh, Wiggins at the other end, gets it in the wing, kicks it out. I mean, gets it in the corner, kicks it out. I'm like, okay, that's game, you know, because they got to foul yeah. us again, but then gets up on that line, um, misses those two, and then, the ball that should have been ours. I mean, GP two people weren't, I, people weren't talking about that enough. That game could have been completely different if he doesn't go up there aggressively and knock that ball um, and just try and get a hand on it. You know, the, the, the tenacity that he has. So, I mean, it was huge. Yeah, man. I mean, GP two has been a huge part of our recent success without him. We wouldn't have won a couple of games against Denver. And I don't think we even would have won last or Sunday, Sunday's game. Uh, he's been absolutely effective even on both sides of the ball, not just defense. I mean, he's been good on the offensive side as well. His hustle is unmatched, his, you know, determination. And and he's just, he's out there running and gunning every single play, you know, defending the other team's best players. Um, you know, probably the signing of the year for us. I, I, I can't say that enough. I mean, what a huge signing that was to bring him in, um, to keep him on the roster. Um, and, you know, he's just been, he's been so crucial for us. Um, one thing I do want to see is, uh, some more Jonathan Kaminga. Um, I love that guy, man. We, we got into foul trouble early, so he came in, but I, he only got 15 minutes and I kind of want to see a little bit more of him. Mm -hmm. Um, I like Otto Porter. His, his jumpers been a little dry recently. Um, and when we need scoring off the bench, I think we can count on Kaminga. Obviously, if Poole comes off the bench, he'll be the main scorer. But we can count on Kaminga to score the ball. Doesn't matter how young he is. I mean, he's playing. Kaminga's ready to be a contributor right now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean if he's 19 or 20 or however old he is. Kaminga's ready. So I do want to see some more Jonathan Kaminga. I hope Steve Kerr kind of can can do that. 100%. Uh, but, you know, with this – I liked the fact that he started Gary Payton um, Mm -hmm. on Sunday. I think that was, I was talking to my friend about it before the game. And I was like, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope Steve Kerr starts Gary Payton because we're going to need him to defend jaw. And he did. And that was was a great move by Steve Kerr. Mm -hmm. Um, Very smart. First. Yeah. First thing going off that, that I saw right when I saw that lineup, my eyes got as big as a cow. I was like, dude, it was just like, I love that. Your, your audio just cut out. Yo, I think your audio just cut out. Not able to hear you right now. Um, can't hear you, but we'll get that fixed. There you go. Say something. Yo. Yep. 
I can hear you. Uh, okay. Don't worry. My bad. Um, don't, go, don't worry I'll about just, it. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking there was a great move by Kerr bringing him in to go up against Straw, one of the most player, uh, explosive players in the league right now. And I just uh, watching him play defense, it was awesome. Uh, I thought that he did a great job the entire game. Yep, I can totally agree with you, man. Uh, smart move by Steve Kerr. Um, it's going to be a good game tonight. Hoping we can win and take both games in Memphis because that would be absolutely huge um, to go back, you know, to come back to San Francisco and and up 2-0. Um, one thing I wanted to also touch on was I'm never – I don't like to be one to blame officiating in games mm. Um, mm. because it's never usually the sole reason. But I'm not saying it was the sole reason because we did look sloppy at times, but the officiating in that game, no one can tell me otherwise, was totally favoring Memphis, man. Oh, yeah. It was, it it was, was insane. There were so yeah. many examples of it. We'll touch on Draymond's suspension or ejection in a bit in a second. But there were many other plays with wrong calls or just no calls. Like you talked about it earlier, right at the end of the game after Clay's free throw, ball goes out of bounds and they call the jump ball. Uh, They're all looking at each other. It's the Spider-Man, bro. They're, huh? You? Yeah. I didn't. I was, after that play happened and they went to the jump ball, I was just, it was, I was, that was kind of the cherry on top for the the officiating of that night. It was like, I'm not surprised at all. I just wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yeah, that fully convinced me that it was in some way they were trying to just give Memphis all the calls because there's no way that that should have been a jump ball. Even if they couldn't tell right off the bat, you can look at that. You could, and how, there were like three officials there too. None of them able to see that it clearly was, you know, out on Memphis. I don't understand. Um, also, I remember Looney dove for a loose ball and they ended up calling a loose ball foul on him, which makes no sense. And then the same thing happened later in the game where I think it was Jaron Jackson dove for a loose ball. Same exact thing. None of them are fouls. And he didn't get called for anything. So there's no consistency, yeah, which that is was, the most annoying thing. Yeah, it was, it was, there was like a bunch of, it was a, going off that. There was a bunch of calls that you just don't really see, but also they weren't calling a lot of fouls too. It was the, it was, it was one of the weirdest officiating nights I've ever watched. But the thing, the thing about it too is Stephen A talked about it where he's like, this can't happen in this type of game, especially going any, and I'm quoting that, not quoting that, but he was going off that with Draymond. I, you can't make these kind of calls in these type of games. It's absolutely, it's a huge momentum shift. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just, it was insane. Those loose ball fouls, both of them. It's like, when do you ever, that is like a literal 0.001% chance that that, 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 that is called. Cause they don't, yeah. cause it's, it's not really a free for all where you can just go and punch someone or anything like that, but you can get, you're going to get fouled when you're going for a ball. Everyone knows that, you know, mm-hmm. you're on the ground, you're trying to get that. It's, it's like a fumble. You got to get that ball to get a jump or maybe to get a timeout. So it was just, it, it was very weird to say the least with those, with those type of calls. And the entire night was, was pretty fishy. The calls that we were getting. Super fishy, man. Um, and it was ridiculous. And obviously the biggest one was Draymond getting ejected, getting a flagrant two um, against Brandon Clark. He, the biggest thing they said was he had a wind up yep. and then he hit him. And then they said he grabbed onto his Jersey and pulled him to the ground. Yep. Um, I don't think that was the case at all for that second part. I would have been fine with a flagrant one. 
Yeah, whatever. I knew it was. Yeah, I knew it was a flagrant run. Flagrant run, right when I saw it, especially of course being Draymond. That's in, in, in this in this day and age with these with the referees in this league. Um, I, I was not at all, if they said flagrant one, I was like, yep, that's, I mean, if that was on Looney or Draymond, I was like, that's definitely afraid flagrant. Give us some free throws. Yeah. Um, definitely was expecting a flagrant really wasn't expecting a flagrant too, though. I think if that was anybody else out there, it wouldn't have been a flagrant too. It's a lot goes on Draymond's reputation, but I don't think Draymond was trying to pull him to the ground. I think that he latched onto his Jersey unknowingly he didn't mean to this sole intent was not to just grab his jersey and when he's pulling him down i really think he was just trying to brace his fall and not let him slam against the ground um and right when he kind of hits the ground draymond's there like holding his arm like you know trying to help him you'd be like oh are you all right Mm -hmm. i don't think in any world that should have been a flagrant too no, no, and you and and you got the gist of it. Where it's, I mean, if it's anyone else on that floor, that's a flagrant one. Of course, that that is a little bit biased, just because you know, yeah. Draymond Draymond with the Warriors, he, he's always been a play. He's always just been an aggressive player, and that's why he's one of the greatest defenders of all time. But with that, when when I watched it for the fifth time in slow mo. <laughs> I was like, and I was home alone. I was like, you know what? I was, uh, I, I was like, you know what? They're going to give, they're going to kick this guy out just because of the league and everything. That's the smallest things that are getting called. And the way that that game was going, even though it was the end of the second half. So there were even more bad calls to come in the, in the second half. I wasn't, I mean, when I kept on watching and kept on watching it's Draymond Green, it's Draymond Green. I was like, this guy's out just for, just for how the game was already being called. Because I saw, I mean, he got him in the face. Was he trying? No, no, no way he was trying to get, he was going for that ball. And guess what? He didn't get it. You get hit in the face. Okay. That, I mean, that's going to be a flagrant call, but it, it's, it's, it's the fact that they were like, no, he grabbed him down, but you hit, you, you, you got that too, where he was just getting, he didn't, he wasn't trying to rip him down. And immediately, even in slow-mo, you can tell him he goes up and then he's down with him. You know what I mean? And I just thought it was terrible and how we were talking about it before um, uh, before we started up was that even after the league um, uh, uh, checked it again, they still stood with the flagrant two. That's where it's just absolutely terrible. I think I, I don't, I don't at all see how after all that and everyone's talking about it, how you still say, no, that's a flagrant two. I don't see that at all. Um, it's, it was, it, it, it was that, that was still just, still fishy about the Warriors. I've always felt the league has tried to going back to Draymond in the finals of that ejection. I've always felt like the, the league has been trying to take us down, but hey, I'm a little biased. Yeah. I, I, I stand with you on that, man. I mean, I always stand by my argument that the 2016 finals were rigged in LeBron's oh, favor yeah. Come on for, to get rid of Draymond. I think Come they on. knew that was LeBron's only shot. LeBron coming back to Cleveland. He's got to win it for his hometown and come back 3-1. Cement the legacy. This whole stupid LeBron narrative. And, um, you know, the fact that they ha- they suspended him the next day. They didn't even do it that day. They gave him the technical the next day, which put him over the limit. It baffles my mind, man. Um, so I agree, man. I think they're out to get Draymond. They are out to get Draymond. And it's blatant at this point. Calls that Draymond doesn't get or, you know, calls that they call on Draymond would not be called for other people. It's clear. Um, 
you know, so I, I totally disagree with the flagrant two call, especially in a playoff game. You know, when it's high intensity, everyone's being intense and aggressive. This is a playoff game where every game and every minute matters. Uh And you can't just kick out a star player for something so minimal like that. Mm -hmm. You can give him the flagrant one, like we said, would have been fine. But to kick out the the rock of our defense. Oh, yeah. For, for something like that is absolutely ridiculous. And our biggest role player, our biggest role player. I mean, that dude is is our point guard. I get it, Curry, but anybody who who watches yeah. the Warriors game one to game 82 knows that if you take Draymond out, that is our heart. That is our momentum. That is everything because of how he plays on both sides. It is yep. absolutely insane. He is, I mean, year in and year out, he is, he is, he's given Curry and Clay every best shot for the ball. And I think this year we've really seen it where he's just putting that ball in a teleport and it's popping out where these guys already are before they're there. I, I think that's really showing. I've seen that a lot uh, in the, in the beginning of these playoffs. Um, I know there's a couple of plays that went, that went kind of, went kind of viral for green, how he was giving that pass to Curry and he wasn't even, I mean, but he was, he's been doing that for the past, you know, you know, eight years with the Warriors. Um, so, I mean, I really, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, it was really, it, it really wasn't that good for him to get out. I mean, not at all. That was terrible. Yep. I'm with you, man. Um, so hopefully he doesn't get ejected or anything tonight so we can have him for the whole game. And we didn't have him for an entire half and we still ended up winning, which is huge. Yeah. Um, so we play again tonight. Um, you said Warriors in five, right? Yeah, Warriors. I mean, it, it, this game is huge, but I still think if it gets hopefully knock on wood, it's not. It gets one to one. I still think that we have a <clears throat> really good chance of of getting it in five. Um, but I mean, that's just. I mean, it's just you know, kind of kind of hoping for the best. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it went game six, but I just don't see game seven just with our bench against theirs and just how much they revolve around Jaw. I mean, you Jaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, jaw jaws out. I mean, that's Memphis is out in my opinion, uh, even though they were holding their own um, most of the game. Uh, I just don't, I just don't see them uh, escaping our crab and kind of going back to that, how I was saying how Memphis isn't going to have a game like this again. It's they had every opportunity. I mean, you know, no green it's, it's for half the game for over half the game. Um, and, you know, junior doing his thing. I know, like I was saying, Dane only had nine. So I, uh, you know, he's one of, he's a, he's a premier um, uh, three-point shooter. So, I mean, he catches fire there. There's a quick run right there too, but I just think mm-hmm. the Warriors are just going to be too much, too much for them to handle throughout this entire series. And I think if we, and if we get this, if we get this tonight, knock on wood, um, I mean, uh, wouldn't be surprised if we take it in four, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I can literally, man, I can agree with everything you just said. Uh, before the series started, I said Warriors in six. Um and taking stealing game one in Memphis gives us a lot of momentum. It, we have home court advantage now. Um, so I can see this going five. Um, and like you said, if we can somehow steal it tonight, which we totally yeah. can, watch. Let's we might have to bring out the brooms, bro. That's huge. That's but, huge. Um, Especially not going back to Chase. That. Going back to Chase, that's massive. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not expecting a sweep. That's not my pick. I'm, I'm going to go warriors and f- I'm, I think I still want to go warriors and six. Yeah, I, um, know. I can, I can, I can agree with that hundred percent. I can, I can, I can see that for sure. But I, like you said, seven, no, not going seven. I don't, I think we'll be able to put an end to it before that. 
Um, let's jump into some of these other matchups because we obviously got three other playoff matchups going on right now. Um, we'll go to that other Western Conference matchup, the Suns and Mavericks. How many games do you think that's going? Who do you think's winning? Oh man, I said. I mean, I got, I got Suns. I got Suns in five. Um, I, I think that that team right now is rolling. They had a, they had a phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, one of the best games of their year, and mm-hmm. great for them that it came in in the semis. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Luca did his thing. Luca was Luca. Went absolutely off. Um, but I just think the Suns are 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 very very the the elite of the elite. Just one under the Warriors. Um, so I think it's going to be very hard for Dallas. That uh, they're they're a pretty young team. They're on the younger side for sure. Um, but um, mm-hmm. I think I think that game one really established that with with everything that went on. I mean, I think I think. Uh, Suns shot 65 from the field. I think it was just absolutely almost automatic. I mean, that's insane for your whole team to do that. Um, but, but yeah, I, th- I think that they're going to dominate over those guys. I think the only time that Dallas is going to win um, is going to be um, at home. I think game four, they're going to get, it's going to be three Oh, and somehow they're going to get it something like that. But mm-hmm. of course, of course I want Dallas to win, but I just don't see any, uh, uh, alternate universe where that happens right now. Yeah, you you pretty much summed it up. Um, I had I tweeted all my picks uh, before the round started, and I have Suns in five, and I'm still gonna stick by that. Um, they're just too good. This Mavs team is too dependent on Luca yep. to to overcome a Suns team like this. Um, and look what he did. He did almost he did everything he yeah. could to win, even though. Yeah. He was just shoot. He was on his Kobe thing, dude. Just give me the ball and get out of the way. He was, that's all they had. You know what I mean? And so it's when he's doing, he's doing everything he could and they still lost. I mean, it was only, it was 121 to 114, but that didn't, that wasn't the game. They, 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 I mean, the, the, uh, the Suns, the Suns, you know, kind of were like, okay, we'll let you get some shots off. You kind of saw how the play was for the last two minutes. Um, So, yeah. And they, Suns, he, he did everything he could, and they still they still you know ended up on the bottom. Yeah, the Suns controlled that whole game. We all we all 100%. saw it. We all saw 100%. it. Um, Luca putting up 45, 12, and eight wasn't enough. It will never be enough if 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 they can't do it there. So I, I won't. I don't think we'll see another 45, 12, and eight game. Never know. But uh, Mavs, you might steal one, but that'll be about it. Yeah. Um, Miami and Philly, interesting series because Embiid won't be playing at least the first two games. Uh, he didn't play game one. Um, who do you think's taking that and how many games? With, with, with these two teams right now, um, of course, I definitely thought um, that uh, Miami c- uh, controlled the game um, just like uh, Phoenix did. I thought Tyler Hero did his thing. But one thing that I thought with him, though, too, is, of course, when you're making your shots, you're going to do better. But he was making a lot of shots that he usually misses are those little floaters, those little mid-rangers that are usually just going in and out. So, I mean, you know, he had that 25, which was huge for them. Buckets did his thing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, my prediction, I would go – I'm st- uh, I'm going to sit with Miami Miami in five. Wouldn't be surprised six, but I'd put, I'd put my money on five. Um, I don't think it uh, – I don't think that they're going to get a game in Miami, especially not with Embiid. And if they don't have Embiid, I, I, I mean, definitely sitting heat and heat and five. Me too. 
<laughs> I got eaten five as well. Again, yeah. agree with it all. Maybe this next one, maybe this next one, this next one, maybe I change it so we can get a little debate going. <laughs> um, you know, no Embiid. I mean, it's not you pretty much summed it all up, man. This Heat team is just better. Um, without Embiid, they won't win a game. So no. it depends on when he comes back. But give me Miami and five. They just look too good. Yeah. Yeah. They were they 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 had a they had a dominant game like the Suns, I thought. You know, they just had control. I never really, I never really thought that my, that uh, uh, that that Philly was going to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Boston, Milwaukee. Don't worry about it. it. Makes it a little more organic with the with the noises in the background. Um, Boston and Milwaukee, man. Um, what That's, are you thinking? This is the tough one. This is good. This is good. It's kind of, in my opinion, kind of the best for last, even though we got the Warriors. But yeah, this this it's it's honestly it's a huge toss up for me. I would uh it's I was debating. It's I don't see any if it goes under five, I'd be surprised anyway. Um, I I think I got man, I got I got Boston in in seven. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Boston's defense is obviously the best in the league, I would still say. Um, you know, they they whooped up on Brooklyn, and it was easily, you know, their series. Um, but they, they won't be able to stop Giannis, and I think we saw that in game one. Um, I don't think anyone on that team is going to be able to stop Giannis. Um, and I think the Bucks take it in six. I think without Chris Middleton, um, it definitely will hurt them on the offensive end, but Again, they got Giannis to make up for that, and he can. It's not like it's going to be this tough task because Giannis can do it. We saw it in game one as well. Um, I don't think anyone on Boston's able to stop him. I think this team's got a lot of momentum just because they're defending champions. Mm-hmm. Maybe without Chris Middleton, the expectations have lowered for them, and that just gives them a lot more room to go out and play. Um, so I'm taking Bucks in six, man. I think I think they're going to get in, get back to the Eastern Conference Finals and probably the NBA Finals at, at some point. Yeah. I mean, I can I can see that with with how how much of a threat Giannis is. He's the biggest threat on the in that matchup, of course, for both teams. Um, but I just think right now with Boston, even though you know they got whooped um, in at, in 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 their home home field uh, or home court, um, I still see them coming out victorious with this, uh, just with the defense that they have right now. Um, even though it wasn't really that great last night. Um, I still see them coming out on top in in seven. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think they can stop Giannis. I, don't, I just don't think they're going to be able to stop him. Um, and he, it's not like Giannis played like crazy great in game one. Like he obviously did fine. Uh, but I think we're going to see a lot more of Giannis going off, and especially if Drew Holiday can keep up his <laughs> production, scoring twenty five points, huge man. Um, so I just I don't think anyone on Boston is able to stop Giannis. I think he's turning into the face of the league, and he's the best player in the NBA right now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with I'm sticking with Bucks in six, and I'm pretty confident in that. Okay, I got you. Um, so yeah, those are all the second round matchups. Um, that's pretty much most of the NBA discussion that we had. But I did want to give out some of my favorite. Betting plays for the day. Um, obviously, you guys will probably be hearing this after the games, but I do tweet my plays. So if you want to, you know, tail what I got, definitely go to check out my Twitter. I got a, let me see, I got two leans and I got, I think I got like four plays. Um, I do a lot on prize picks. I'm in California, so sports books aren't really there for me, but, uh, you know, I can't go. So um, anyways, 
Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I like his over in rebounds. They have the line at seven right now. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. He got 10 last game. Uh, Warriors overall aren't the best rebounding team. Plus, they go with their small ball lineup. And in the last game against Minnesota that he had 14, uh, and his rebounds have just been killing it. So especially against a small ball warrior team, give me Jaron Jackson's over seven rebounds. Love that. Um, I got Wiggins over in rebounds as well. Um, each playoff game, he's hit this line plus, except for one, he tied it, but, um, he's hit it in, mo- in all of the playoff games and he's been pretty much our leading rebounder, especially with the small ball lineup. Um, we have no bigs, obviously. Um, and he had eight last game. So hit that line pretty easily. Um, so definitely I'm taking Wiggins over and rebounds over in five rebounds. Um, got a few more here. I got drew holidays over in rebounds. Um, I'm liking the rebounding lines. Uh, he's hit it in five of his last six. It's four, his lines, four and a half. He's hit it in five of his last six, uh, seven of his last 10, no Chris Middleton. That means there's more rebounds to go around. Um, and he, he grabbed nine of those things, uh, in game one. So, I mean, he cleared that line and it wasn't even close. Um, so Drew Holiday, four and a half rebounds. And my last one is I really like Gary Payton's over in points. Um, he's obviously been a huge part of our offense as of recent. And I mean, our whole entire game plan as of recent. Um, he hit, he's hit this line in three of his last four. His line set at six and a half. Um, in the games that he starts as a starter this season, he averages 9.9 points per game. And Against Memphis this season, he averages 9.3 points per game. So clears that line in both of those. Um, he had 15. He had 15 in game against uh, the last game against Denver, and he had eight last game against Memphis. So I like Gary Payne's over six and a half points. And there were two leans that I got pretty tough. Um, it, they're, they're good lines, but it's just I wouldn't bet. I'm not going to bet them. But, I mean, if someone does, I would totally understand. It's just a little close for me. Um, Drew Holiday's over 19 and a half points uh, just because Drew Holiday can be a little streaky at times. Um, Giannis, you know, he's drawing a lot of attention right now. Leaves Drew Holiday open. He had 25 points in game one um, in, in the final regular season game against Boston. He scored 29. So I like Drew Holiday's over. Um, that's just a lean, though. My other lean is just Jason Tatum's over and assists. It's at five and a half. He's hit the line in eight of his last 10, averages seven assists in his last five games clears that line um but then again every it seems like every time he hits that line he's just hitting it he's getting six or maybe seven so it's tough I, i'm not going to bet that those are just leans but hmm. those are my I, plays for tonight we'll see how those, they are do. All, those are all smart those are all those are all well calculated i i i'd i'd probably go with all of those it's kind of funny yeah. how you're with the lean that that's your tatum i think i would have just gone all the way with that um just mm-hmm. because of how much they're gonna, how much they close up on them in that paint, I think it's gonna be kicking out. You know what I mean, Jalen? So, yeah. I think those are all those are all smart, smart bets. Right on, perfect. Um, let's get to some NFL stuff, man. Because NFL has been kind of wild recently. It is the off season, but there's always stuff to talk about. We'll briefly cover DeAndre Hopkins, man. Um, suspended for six games. Uh, the first six games of the season, he will not be able to play because of performance-enhancing drugs um, going against the NFL's policy. This is – it's interesting because well, – number one is I hope the Niners play Arizona in the first six weeks because that would be nice. But knowing the like NFL, they're going to screw do. us. They're exactly. going to screw us somehow. Um, they're going to give both of, both the Arizona SF games later in the season. Um 
But, you know, this obviously hurts Arizona, and I feel like this kind of makes more sense for why they traded for Marquise Brown. Um, I guess maybe they knew about this situation and they, they needed a receiver, you know, to go with Kyler Murray um, because they lost Christian Kirk, obviously, to the Jags. So, um, you know, I think this makes a lot of sense why they went for Hollywood Brown. And, you know, without DeAndre Hopkins, who knows how the offense is really going to look when Marquise Brown is your wide receiver one. <sighs> it's going to be tough for them, which I'm fine with because they're my division rival. But you got any thoughts on it? You know, I was talking, of course, with Dev about this, and we mm-hmm. and we both agreed that, you know, if you're Arizona fans or if you're, you know, a fan of those, uh, unfortunately, if you are, um, that, I mean, you shouldn't be too scared, in my opinion, just because with when you got you got Connor in the backfield, I know, of course, not a wide receiver, but you got Green, you got A.J. Green, and you got Zach Ernst with a with, with signed again. Um with those guys. Uh, I still think that they got threats. I, they got a great defense behind them. Um, I think it definitely will, of course, um, it's not a positive for those guys, so it's going to hurt them. Um, but I mean, let's say it stays at six and the league doesn't drop it or it's not, or it's not less games at the end. Um, when season starts, I wouldn't be surprised if it stays at that six, that they go three and three, four and two. I just really wouldn't with Kyler Murray, even though he's coming off, not a great, not a great year. Um, the way he finished it out. Um, uh, I mean, it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of hard just cause I don't really, uh, I, I only watch the errors. I only watch D hop. I only watch Arizona when we play him. And it was kind of hard last year to do that. Um, and really, you know, look at their game and try and take anything away from it. Um, yeah. but I think, I think they will be just fine. Um, it, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's just kind of hard. It's kind of hard. I don't really know how that's going to entirely affect them just because they did have almost the exact same thing last year with D-Hop, just not, of course, not with the drugs. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think it's – I think with the NFC being kind of weak uh, compared to the AFC, that that helps them a lot because I don't think that Arizona is going to win their – I don't think they're going to win the NFC West, so they will be fighting for the wild card spot, um, fighting with either, you know, you got the Eagles or the Cowboys. You got those, you got those teams in that tier – um, they're going to be fighting with, um, but I, I mean, I think without your best player or your best receiver for s- the first six weeks of the season is definitely going to hurt. And I think these are going to be crucial games because Arizona, they, they really slowed down towards the end of last season. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray did get injured for a few weeks, but they slowed down towards the end. And I think that in the beginning of the season, they were just kind of playing better than they actually are. Um, and I won't, I don't think that'll happen again this year. So I think they kind of need every game that they can get. And mm. without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games, I mean, I could see them dropping four of those games. Um, I just I just think Kyler Murray, sometimes he gets a little too inconsistent, um, hoping he's healthy, you know, for, for their sake. Um, and, you know, without your best receiver, you know, I think it's going to be tough for them to really kind of overcome that. And I think if, if he's going to be out for six weeks, those are those are valuable games, especially in the NFC West when you have the Niners and Rams who are going to be, you know, probably fighting for that one seed in that division. Hope I'm assuming. Um, so no. these are valuable games, man. I think this this DeAndre Hopkins thing could potentially lead them to missing the playoffs if they can't hold their own. At least go three and three, but four and two would be preferred probably. But you know, it'll be tough for them. Yeah, the one thing with that, that the reason why I'm not sitting on them, you know, going two and four 
or on the negative side is just because, I mean, if D hop came off of one of those years where he's getting 1200, you know, 80, you know, 85 receptions and 10 tutties or something like that. Um, it's cause he's coming off an injury. So D hop is still D hop. And when he's having a normal season, he's a top five, top 10 receiver in everybody's book. Um, so that's kind of why I'm not leaning, even though he's still there, he, he's always going to be their number one when he's on the field. It's just, I, he, he's coming, he's still coming off an injury um, just from last year, even though he was able to hundred percent finish, you know um, I just don't, I don't think that they're going to have an insane amount of problems without him in there. I definitely think, like I was saying, it's, it's going to be definitely way more negative for them, but I mean, I, I see them doing just all right. I mean, as a Niner fan, like you said, it, it, one of our rivals, I definitely, it would be, they go Oh, and six. That'd be awesome. Um, but I mean, uh, like I said, again, I really wouldn't be surprised if they come out of there with a positive with either three, three and three or four and two. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It, when he's out, when he's out, that's, a, that's huge for them in a, in, in a bad way. That's, that's definitely uh, a, a tough blow for them. It's tough to grade. Um, but I, I just think it kind of comes down to, for me, Kyler Murray's inconsistency. And I think they need DeAndre Hopkins to really show how good Kyler Murray actually is. So when you have Marquise Brown, who's a wide receiver three, um, and, you know, A.J. Green, and you got uh, Andy Isabella, I guess. Um, it's not a good wide receiver room. Um, so the guy like DeAndre Hopkins is going to be crucial to that lineup. If they, if they don't have – if they have a pretty non-existent – passing game and they're going to be relying on the run a lot i don't know if that team will be able to win three or four games in that span again depends on who they play we don't even know what their schedule is yet obviously Mm -hmm. the nfl could you know do something great for them and give them other bad teams first we don't know um but you know i think this is a big blow for arizona so i think arizona fans should worry i think they should panic because you know they're going to be fine for those playoff spots those wild card spots and you know without six games without your best player not going to help you yeah um, another wide receiver that's been in the news a lot, man, AJ Brown, he got dealt from Tennessee, which really caught everybody off guard. He got traded for pick number 18 and pick number one Oh one. Um, he went to Philadelphia who then extended him for four years, a hundred million dollars and 57 million of it is guaranteed. Um, pretty much caught everybody off guard. I yeah. mean, that was kind of out of nowhere. Um, you know, AJ Brown's obviously established himself as an elite wide receiver as of recently. Um, and I think this is going to be huge for Jalen Hurts. It's going to help him a lot. But for Tennessee, man, I don't I don't really know where they're going because I think yeah. they need a lot of help right now with things other than running back. Because sure, their offense is solely around Derrick Henry. That's that's the base of their offense, but you know, sometimes Derrick Henry doesn't have those great games or he goes down with injury you're going to be completely screwed. You're right. not going to be able to win games, especially with no, with no AJ Brown. Um, so I don't like this move for the Titans at all. Um, if I'm a Titans fan, I'm pretty mad. Um, what do you think about it? With this move with the Titans, it's, it's, it's another weird one where you wonder what, why they're, why they're doing that kind of uh, with, with AJ kind of coming into those years where you can, you can franchise him, you can give him that tag and get him really when he's starting his prime and then in his prime, you know what I mean? And I think Philadelphia absolutely got the best signing of the year. Um, 
uh, for what they gave up was, was a bag of chips and a, and a Perrier, you know what I mean? It was, it was nothing for, for AJ Brown. Um, I mean, him and Hertz, I think they're going to be an elite duo. I really do. Um, uh, I think it's going to make Hertz a way better quarterback. Uh, same with AJ Green. Uh, I mean, AJ Brown, um, I think, like I was saying, what the Titans should have done. He's going to be coming up into these prime years. I think he's a great receiver, bulky dude. I mean, he's running over, he's running over players. Uh, uh, on one side, terrible for the Titans, amazing pickup for Philadelphia, which I don't really feel like is happening in, in the sports world where pretty much the other team is. The only kind of part where that was, where one team was really getting screwed, where, where I kind of thought that was happening with Gilmore going over to Carolina for what they mm -hmm. gave up. I mean, but of course, Gilmore just wasn't, um, you know, he wasn't, you know, uh, uh, phenomenal. Like I, like I think most of the Carolina fans thought he was going to be, I think that was just the last time where one team you're wondering why you would give that up. Um, yeah. And, and why the other team wouldn't jump on that. So um, mm -hmm. I think Titans Titans went from being a uh, very solid team to, you know, on the lower, on the lower spectrum now, in my opinion. Um, Cause like you said, depending on Derrick Henry, I mean, he's the best running back in the league when he's um, and he proved that last year, of course, Jonathan Taylor, but in those first games, I mean, he was projected for me. I was even, I had him on my fancy team. So of course I was rooting for him, but I mean, I had him going, you know, he's, he was going to be a two-time MVP if he kept that up. Um, but I mean, when you get ran that many times, you get the ball that many times, it's only, it's only a matter of time for when you're out. And so I, I was, that was, that was a terrible blow for them. But I mean, now without their star wide receiver, I think it's going to be a, a much tougher year for them. Definitely will be. Um, and they also in the draft, they went and picked up Malik Willis, which I like that move for yep. them. I saw a quote from Ryan Tannehill that says, I don't, he's talking about Malik Willis and he says, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but if he learns from me along the way, then that's a great thing. So it sounds mm -hmm. like he's pretty butthurt that they drafted his replacement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he's probably not very happy about that, which I can understand, but you know, it kind of comes as much as, I don't know if you know, but as much as I completely dislike Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I always say that the way he handled the the Trey Lance situation was completely classy. And I couldn't have asked for him to handle it in a better way because he mm -hmm. took him under his wing and he pretty much, there's not much to teach him when you're that bad, but you know, he was just a good guy to him and he wasn't, he wasn't fighting again, fighting him and wanting him to, you know, not be good. That's the thing I respect about Jimmy Garoppolo. And it, and it looks like not seeing that from Ryan Tannehill. It looks like he's kind of butthurt that they drafted his replacement. But, you know, I think overall, I think Malik Willis in one or two seasons, I think he'll be ready to start for them. And I think he will. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought that was a, a great pickup for them. Um, uh, electric QB in that. Um, but I mean, where it's, where if you're Ryan, if you're Ryan Tannehill, I mean, you got to realize that, you know, it's only a matter of time before they go out and get a QB like that, um, which I, I, like I said, again, I thought it was a great, great QB, great pickup for them. But I mean, it's, you got to sit back and you're like, what has Ryan Tannehill done in the past five years? What has he done? I mean, don't get me wrong. In my opinion, he's always been for the most part over under, he's been in that top 15. He's always been on the, you know, slightly better side. He's never been, a great he's never been like bottom so he's it's it 
it you're gonna you're gonna get a young QB coming in there and 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 for and to go about it that way it's it's definitely not that smart in my opinion because now because now your fans are looking at you a little bit differently you got that young QB kind of not not assuming that he's always gonna look up to the to the QB to the starter QB but now he's kind of be he's gonna be kind of on the on, on the edge with you now you know what I mean yeah. unlike unlike with Trey area with with Jimmy but with Jimmy too, I mean, he was getting all that money. So, I mean, you're gonna, <laughs> if I was Jimmy, I wouldn't be that pissed if they, if they drafted, you know, uh, a, a QB. Um, but I mean, yeah, when you're getting all that money, it makes sense why you're going to be all, you know, nice and take them under your wing. Like any, like anyone should, like any starting QB should, um, you, you got to do that. Cause that helps, that helps everyone at the end of the day. Yeah. And I just, I think that, you know, they don't, it's, they don't have to, you know, they don't have to act like that. They could be like, well, listen, I'm the quarterback. I'm the guy making the money means I'm the established one here. Um, kind of like, it sounds like Ryan Tannehill is doing. So, you know, I, like I was saying, I just, I will, I will respect Jimmy in that regard. I don't, I have pretty much zero respect for him everywhere else. Um, but when it comes to that and his leadership, you know, I, 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 I will respect him that he, he handled that situation with class, but you know, this Ryan Tannehill situation, we'll see. Um, I think Malik Willis will be good for Tennessee. So um, I can't wait to see that. I definitely can't wait to see that. 100%. Um, let's hop into some quarterback discussion, man. Okay. Uh, because last week I had my boy Finn on and we both went over our top 10 lists of quarterbacks heading into next season. Um, I'm going to read my list off again. And okay. then you're going to, you're going to tell me, you know, what you think, what you change, what you completely dislike, what you like, all of that stuff. So here's my list. One, uh, I, I messed up. <laughs> One, Patrick Mahomes. Two, Aaron Rodgers. Three, Josh Allen. Four, Deshaun Watson. Five, Tom Brady. Six, Justin Herbert. Seven, Russell Wilson. Eight, Matthew Stafford. Nine, Joe Burrow. And 10, Derek Carr. My two honorable mentions at 11 is Kyler Murray. And 12 is Lamar Jackson. Let's hear it. Okay. Okay. I definitely, definitely, even though you got Lamar at 12, I don't agree with that. I think he's, I think he's even lower than that. If I'm being honest, I, I was just wait, wait, wait. touching on that. Wait, wait, you think he's lower as in worse? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh that's come the on first now. time. That's the first okay, time I've heard somebody. Everyone, everyone, I know everyone. Just, how is he not in your top 10? How is he this? How is he, okay. Guess I'm what? fine with that. Okay. I'm fine okay. with what you said. Keep going yeah. though. Here, I mean, just going without Lamar, the reason why I was even more on how Lamar is in a top 10 is because he got that Pro Bowl over, you know, Joey B. Even though that after bad. that was announced, he went on the greatest three games in, you know, almost NFL history, just going for those nine teddies and almost felt like a thousand yards, even though it was, uh, I don't know what it was, but he, he just had a, a great, great showing after that was shown um, that he didn't get the Pro Bowl. But I mean, I just don't think Lamar is not Lamar did not show his dual threat um, because you got to have touchdowns for that. And he had two and they were in one game. Um, So, I mean, he still is getting those first downs. But if you're going to be, oh, well, I'm only I only have, you know, under, you know, 200, 2700 rushing yards, 2700 passing yards. You got to have those rushing yards. You got to have those rushing teddies. And he didn't. So that's why I have him even lower. He's just, he's a hype train in my opinion right now. 
I have a question then, because um, I'm not completely mad at that. Every time I, I say Lamar Jackson, I rarely get somebody who agrees with me. But most of the time, it's no, he's definitely top 10. Um, so I've never I, I actually haven't heard that he's below 12. I, I thought I was like, we're in the minority here, but I thought I was like total minority. But I guess you have him a lot lower. So I'm assuming the 11 guys I have above him, you think are better, right? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. So who else? Oh, better. Kirk Cousins not playing. Oh, man. Well, I think Kirk Cousins and Lamar. I, this is what I think. I got Lamar at 12. My 13 and 14 are Dak and Kirk. But I think they're close. Do you oh, think so, those two are better? Oh, Dak better than Lamar? You think that's like oh, no-brainer? Oh, that's, yeah, that's a no-brainer, especially uh, especially coming off, that, coming off the injury, man. And he's still putting up those insane – he's still putting up insane numbers – for, for coming off almost a career-ending injury. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to take Lamar. Um, okay. okay. And I, I'm low on Lamar, as everybody knows, but Dak's in such a good offense. I mean, Dak yeah, was in true. such a good that offense last year, man, and he didn't do anything. I mean, first-round exit to the 49 to Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Dak's offense is, was great last year with the, with two great running backs – you know, three really good wide receivers, um, plus a solid defense, pretty solid defense. Um, I just want to take Lamar over Dak. Like I said, it's close hit. Lamar, Dak, and Kirk are all close. Um, but I think I, I think I take Lamar over Dak. Okay. And the thing with that is, I can respect that just because I mean, Lamar is shifty. He's the shiftiest QB out there. But it's just. I mean, you look at the lines and when you have, you know, 2000 more uh, uh, throwing yards, you got, I think, yeah, Lamar went 16 and 13. I mean, anybody else in the league, it's there. That's a, that's the laughing, that's the laughing stock. I mean, that's trash. Um, uh, Of course. I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm not in the NFL. So, I mean, I could never do that, but no, it's um, our job to critique the best. Exactly. I I know. I know. (laughs) But yeah. Um, But I mean, I just think I, I with 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 the comparison with it's not comparing but it, how you take Lamar over Dak. I mean, it's just I would take Dak just because I feel he's a definitely a, a way more true QB. I think he's of course no no debate better pocket passer. Um, I think he has better vision, and I think the stats show that. Um, but I do know that Lamar is a huge. Uh, he brings in a lot of views into the NFL just the way he plays. But I just think after last year, he can't be. Um, he, he just can't be an elite QB, which he isn't. I agree with that part. And I wouldn't have him and I wouldn't, and I'm, and I'm, and and I know I said he's lower than 12. Of course, I'm not saying he's like under 15 or anything like that, but I just don't, this year was the first time I, with Lamar, I was like, he was just a pure hype train because he got that pro bowl because, and I know there's there, the, the selection of pro bowls is pretty trash right now. Awful. Like a lot of other things. Um, I mean, it's kind of going jumping, jumping subjects with basketball, how Wiggins was a starter. I mean, that's just, yeah. uh, I love that, but I mean, it was totally not deserved. I mean, that's just being, that's just being real. Um, but um, like I said, that was the only time where I thought, you know, he was a, he was a hype train and, and, and I thought the stats showed that, you know, going, you know, one of his worst years. Well, I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. And I think a lot of people would disagree with us, but um, I don't think Lamar's an elite quarterback right now. Um, Obviously, at 12, you're not going to be elite. I think there's only a couple of elite ones. But 
Lamar's not there anymore. I mean, like I, I talked about, man, after his MVP season, he had a great year, and there's no doubt it was pretty nuts, the stats that he put up. Mm-hmm. But after that, we haven't seen anything close oh. to that. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to ask him to repeat the same production because that's hard to do, mm-hmm. to have an, a historic season and just keep doing it. But you got to show to be pretty dang solid still, and he's not. He doesn't show that. Yeah. Um, he's He just... I don't see him as on the same tier as these other guys that I have above him. So I, I agree with you on that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And that's the thing too, where I'm, I'm just really not feeling how, how good people think Lamar is right now, just because now next year, if he does what a good QB would do is throw for over 3000 and like 20 tutties with keeping it under or, or keeping like under 12 picks He's going to be another Pro Bowler. That's why I have the problem. It's that's the real reason. I'll say it again. Yeah. It's because he got that Pro Bowl, and I know, like I said, that there's problems with that. But it's because now, if you can have that kind of season and you're a Pro Bowler, that just degrades the shield. That that oh, degrades yeah. that 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 degrades the NFL, in my opinion. Well, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Josh Allen not make the Pro Bowl oh, last yeah. year? It, it was. See, that's it's, that's, it's that's ridiculous, and that's it's how you disgusting. know it's a joke. Exactly. That's how you know it's a joke. Exactly. But it's, I mean, that's a whole, that can be talked about for hours on end. How I, that's, I've talked to Dev and Kyle all the time about how it, it how I was just disgusted that Joe, yeah. that, that, that Burrow didn't get it or Allen didn't get it. I didn't at the end of the season or when they were calling everything out, no way, shape or form. I thought Lamar was getting that. And it was, not at the end of the season, but when they were going, when, when pro bowls were going out, I when it was coming to that time. I was, there was no, there was nothing in my brain that, Oh yeah. Lamar Jackson's a pro bowler. There's no shot, no shot whatsoever. But especially Agreed. with the season, Josh Allen was already going and had, he finished with a great year. He was an elite mm-hmm. quarterback in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I, could, oh, yeah. I could throw him in that top five for sure. Just cause how, just cause you know, what the, the production he has. You think it's like close. You think yeah, like he, that's that's where it's that's where he's teetered. It's it, he would be number five. He wouldn't be in that. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying he would he wouldn't be like in the top four. He'd be five or six. Like your teeter totter between him. I got. I mean, I just I uh, I think he's top five. What, what what did what did you have him at? Did you have him at three? Yeah. Oh yeah, and okay. he's almost two. Oh boy! Wow. Okay. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing with your top five. <laughs> Is I know for a fact I'm in a minority, but dude, I got the goat TB12 at number one. Okay. And I don't care. I don't care how Aaron Rodgers finished one of the greatest seasons. He still choked like always. Okay. I know Lit. it's the regular, it's the regular season. I get that. But dude, 5,300 passing yards, 43 tutties, 12 interceptions, 43 years old, the man is the goat. Okay. I don't get how he's not number one for me. And, and I know, and of course he didn't get the ring, which I mean, it, that's all right, but I just don't, I, 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 I have him at number one, no debate, no debate. Uh, (laughs) I know, uh, I know I'm saying no debate as a joke because I know it's a huge debate, but I mean, it's just the guy's insane. You're you're never, it's like LeBron. You're never going to see this production again out of a, out of a quarterback at this, at, at how, at how old he is, he doesn't, who, who, who's going to do that again? That's why I don't, I don't know how I don't, um, not, I don't know, 
but I was very upset as well that he didn't get that MVP. I didn't, I didn't think that Rogers should have got that in my opinion. Um, I can kind of see someone wanting to put Brady at one. Um, I wouldn't though, obviously, but I just think that sure. We can't judge. We can't incorporate the age of somebody into this as in saying like i don't know if that's what you're doing but i can't say hey tom brady is 44 and still putting this up so that means he's gotta be like me look what he's doing at age 44 doesn't matter to me sure it's insane what he's doing at age 44 but i can't use that to just put him above somebody else because i'm talking at this moment right now where i'm just looking at skill levels i'm looking at who's better and i'm not going to take his age into consideration that is Um, true that's a great point that's a great point so i think patrick mahomes is kind of the undisputed best quarterback in the league right now i think he's the most talented as of this moment i think he's the most talented and the most skilled um and i just think he's obviously so good at everything um winning a lot so young um so I think it's Patrick Mahomes, obviously. And then, you know, my two and three can really flip-flop between Aaron Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen. Um, and then after that, it's just a – it's a jumble. Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson, those guys, those can all interchange. Mm-hmm. But Tom Brady at one – I Tom Brady played great last season, and he almost – you know, he – they were first round exits, I think, right? They lost to the to the Rams in the first round, or was it the second round? I don't remember, but um it was second to go. Second round, second round. round. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause they beat the Eagles. Um, so you know, he played well. He almost came back in that game and won it. Yeah. Um, that would have been but, insane. But that would have been nuts. Um, but I, I don't think he could, I don't think as of this moment he looks better than uh the guys that I have above him, but you know. Uh, no, he's no, still the go, and that doesn't yeah. change my stance in the goat debate. He's the goat. oh yeah, yeah. And I mean that's that's uh, for me that's been undisputed. And I was still in the minority with I was saying he was the goat when uh, when he had four, um, just because. Well, I didn't. I was I never that. did. I was saying four because I know it's with Montana, but once he got that five, I'm like I don't care what you bring up. I mean I know I should be ride or die with Montana, but I mean. I, those debates stopped. Those debates stopped after he got that six and that seven. I mean, that's just oh, cemented. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's touching that, um, which I like. Um, but um, yeah. I think, I think the one, the main thing with with my with me having uh, the goat at number one is just because when I is is because I would just I would kind of rate that on who I would want taking my season. You know, mm-hmm. if I would be, be putting in the, you know, in the driver's seat, I would want him out over anybody really um, just because of that experience, just because of that experience, regular season, regular season. Sure. Give me, give me, give me uh give me Rogers. You know, he's shown time and time again, that he has the, one of the best visions of all time, just with those. I mean, guy never throws over 10 picks and always has an over hundred pass rating. You know what I mean? But I mean, when it comes down to it, the guy sucks in the playoffs besides that one Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Which was, mm-hmm. that was a weird year in the NFL um, to say the least. Um, um, but I mean, I can respect, I can respect that you got, of course, the MVP at number one. I get that. Um, but uh, do you have Patrick Mahomes at two? Would you have him? Do you have like a list? Do you have a list? See, like a- see I do. I do. I do. Let's hear it. Um, I got, okay. So I got, I got the goat at number one. 
I got Rogers number two, even though, of course, I'm talking all that smack about him. I got Mahomes. <laughs> I got Mahomes number three. Toss up, toss up. I'm on that Herbert train. Him, him, and and Josh Allen. But I got Josh Allen above him. I got that. Uh, I got Dak. Then I got Joey. Whoa! Hold up. Relax. Okay? Relax. <laughs> relax. Okay. I got Joey, Matthew Stafford, Carr. Okay. Like Endin, Endin, Mac Jones. You're lying, dude. Show me the real list. Show me the real list, dude. That's a bad list. Dude. <laughs> Bro. Okay. Hey, what, what's so bad about it, fam? And I know everyone, oh, 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 how could you have Mac above Lamar? Uh, I don't care, bro. I don't care. You watch. You watch, okay? Okay. Call, yeah, talk I'll, to me in three in years. Th- talk to me in three years. We're not okay? talking three but years. But guess though. what? But that's We're, what I'm already, guess what? I'm above, I'm, I'm ahead of the wave. I already got him in my top 10. Trust. He's not, as of right now, Mac Jones is not a top 10. He's not a top 10 quarterback as of this moment right now. We're not talking in three years. In three years, I'd probably have Trey Lance in my top 10 and Mac Jones, maybe even Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying, I'm just saying where you're like, oh my gosh, how is he, how is he in your top 10? I'm saying when he, when he makes that, when he's, when he's in that driver's seat, he's doing what he's supposed to do in New England. You're going to realize why I have him at top 10. No, I won't because that's in three years. No, I'm saying, bro. Okay, my bad. I should have said three years. I'm just saying it's not in three years he's going to be doing good. It's when he's going to start. He's going to still be a top, he's going to be a top 10 QB, which he is, and he's going to continue to do that. I'm not saying he's going to be top five, okay? I'm just saying he's going to stay in that in that group. Because because for him coming off, uh, okay. off that rookie, that's why, bro, with, that, with what he did with the he'll, team he had. Trust us. He'll, trust, he'll, trust. he'll, he'll. I can see where he could be a top 10 quarterback in three years. But if we're looking at skill levels right now, not even close. Your top five was, let me remember, Brady, Rogers, Mahomes. Okay, okay, Allen, okay, okay, Herbert, okay. Right? Josh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Deshaun Watson at number 10. Deshaun Watson instead of Mac, okay? Mac, Mac, Mac will be 11. You're welcome. Okay, so those were your five. I kind of got jumbled at six was Dak. Yeah, those six. two, jumbling. So six was Dak. Seven was who? Seven. Say say your last five again. It was six uh, was Dak, and then keep going. Wait, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Say, wait, wait. You said the my last five. Yeah. Uh, I had, I had, uh, Burrow, Dak, Stafford, um, yeah. Carr, and then uh, which one called? And then okay. I said Mac, but I go so, Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun at number ten. Okay, so. It's tough to rank Deshaun Watson. I think there's two things you could either do. Either one is you base it on how he used to play. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to do that, he's not 10. He's way higher. But the other thing you can do is just not rank him at all. I don't think we can sit here and say, hey, these guys are better than him because they're not. When Deshaun Watson used to play, you know, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I don't think we can put him at 10 right now. I think you either put him in the top five, you put him in. And then not at all. Okay. I got you. But. Dak at seven is 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 is, is pretty bad. Um, I, I explain why that's bad. Well, I, I talked about it earlier um, a little bit. I touched on Dak when I said that he doesn't do anything in, in an elite offense. Um, there's no possible way you can sit here and tell me that Matthew Stafford, uh, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson – 
He's better than Russ, buddy. He's better than Russ. <laughs> He's better than Russ, dude. Come on. Are you just Come saying on. that? Because are you dude, just saying no, that? No, no, I'm not, dog. I'm not. I'm not trying to be like saying these crazy things. I genuinely think that Dak is better than Russ. And 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 because look, because Russ is at that's the a, end of his. That's a he, that's a bad take. That's a really bad take, man. Come on okay. now. Okay. Come on now, man. Russ. Okay. okay. <laughs> just because what? Because 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 Russell because is because how mobile he is, or because every single year he's putting up numbers. He's better than Dak at everything. Okay. What's Dak better than Russ at? Russ is a better. Russ is a better, just pure passer. He's got a better arm. He's more mobile. He's got better pocket. A better arm. Yeah. Russ has got a better arm. I think that's debatable. I think Russ has a better arm in the first in the first eight games. I don't think Dak is better at anything than Russ Stafford Carr and. Maybe a little more accurate than Kyler Murray at times, but oh, dude, you can't uh, come on. Him and Murray that, with arm. Other than that, I mean, I mean, no way. Dak is not a top ten quarterback, let alone seven. Wow, I mean, that's okay, spicy, here's what, man. Here's, okay, and I, I I get where you're coming from. With it, it might be crazy to have him at seven, but it, it's the same factor where you had a great point where I can't really. Well, I mean, I can, but it, 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 it's, it's about the age with Brady, how I'm bringing that in and how I'm bringing in the factor that he's coming off a major injury and still putting up great numbers. That's, that's why I would have him that high just because coming off that um, the production he had was, was nasty. In my opinion, of course, uh, insane wideouts, you know what I mean? Insane offense, great line. You know what I mean? So uh, I mean, I get where you're coming from, but that's why I would have him that high. And I, I, I even though even though he's a cowboy, uh, I, I I think I think he's I think he's a great player, and he'll continue to be. And he proved that coming off a potential career-ending injury. He, I guess, you know, lists lists are obviously subjective, and you have your own criteria. And I guess mm-hmm. you could take different things into account. But for me, I'm not gonna look at the age for Brady and the injury for Dak mm-hmm. just because, you know, sure. Dak is great coming off his injury, but I'm not going to use that to boost him above somebody else. Like it's, you know, it's just kind of happened. It's like that, that's not going to, you know, change my opinion on their skill level right now. What are they playing like right now? Yeah. So no, and I 100 percent get that. You're going from you're going for it, it, your 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 point of view is in in my opinion it's 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 better. Just you're kind of just judging them straight by the straight by the book, um, which is great. Which is great. Yeah, um, and to touch on a little bit more on Mac Jones at ten. I know you said Deshaun Watson will be ten now, and Mac Jones is eleven. Yeah, um, sure, sure, sure. You tell me, Mac Jones is better than Russell Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> I why you want to know why I'm waiting for like some sort of punchline or you joke know, or not, something it's... because I there's I can't believe that somebody actually would think that as of right now okay well here's the thing here's the thing is that I'm not necessarily I'm not necessarily saying that he's gonna have a way, way better season this, way better season that. We're going off, we're going off last season. It's just the production that I see him having. And where where Russell's where Russell's going, 
a completely new environment. I just see that Mac Jones is going to have more upside than Russell Wilson. That's why I have him there. That's why I have him there. More upside, like for next season? Yeah. If you put it like that, I mean, no, I mean, I still disagree, but like I can, I can see that makes a little bit more sense. Um, but I'll say this. I think that I like Mac Jones. I think he's good and all, but you know, I think that there's another sophomore year quarterback that will end up being higher than Mac Jones on a list at, at the end of next season. After watching this next season, I think that's Trey Lance. I think we're going to see Trey Lance make that jump and even get higher than Mac Jones. So kind of by the logic of upside for next season, I think I would even have going by that, have Trey Lance above Mac Jones. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think it's crazy that you have Mac Jones above Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Right, because you didn't have Kyler Murray in your top ten, I don't think. No, because because um, we touched on that. We touched on that just because how wavy, wavy Murray Murray is in the past two years. It he is, is wavy, and but he's one of those players where, of course, with a lot of them, where when they're on, I mean, he when they're on, they're on. Of course, that's every QB, but he's one of those ones that'll that'll get you two tutties and three throwing. You know what I, I mean? Two yeah. tutties rushing and three throwing. You know what I mean? Like that's just yeah. that's insane. Which not a bunch of not a, not a lot of other quarterbacks in the NFL are going to do that for you right now. Yeah, um, and I I mean I agree. Kyler Murray's not in my top ten. I just have different people above him. Um, definitely definitely not Dak or Mac. But I mean to know. have to not have Dak in a top ten is just a and it's in no. my, it's a little disrespect, bro. It's a little disrespect. No, I, I completely disagree. Actually, I okay. think that. I think that the guys I have above him are totally deserving of it. I mean, I'm going to go name them. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Sean Watson, and Brady and Herbert are and Russ are clearly better than him. Like, I don't even think that's a debate, any of those seven. Sure, you can have a slight debate maybe with Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr. But, I, I mean, I'm clearly taking those three above him. But I'd entertain an argument maybe. But I don't think any of those ten, not so, a single one, are better okay. than or worse okay. than that. Okay, I know you didn't say it, but I and I got Derek Carr because I think he's one of the most underrated QBs. But I mean, really of all time. I mean, the guy um, he he doesn't get enough respect he deserves, but he will now when he's got when he gets his when he gets his brother in uh, Devontae Adams. I love that that they've known each other that long, and I think that's awesome. But why do you have Carr above Dak? Or okay. you know, well, what I, mean? I, I I'll say this, I'm. I totally agree when it comes to your Derek Carr stance and I'm a big like Derek Carr believer. And I'm, I, he's probably my favorite quarterback in the league. I think he's underrated, underappreciated. Um, I think he's an absolute beast. He's probably the clutchest quarterback in the league and he's a great leader. I like Derek Carr a lot. Um, it's kind of like what I said with Russell Wilson, although Derek Carr is not as good as Russell Wilson. I think he's better at everything than Dak is. I just think he's I just think he's all around. He's just better. I just think, you know, I take it as all of Derek Carr's skills um, as a quarterback. And I just <laughs> I see them all being better than Dak Prescott. Um, and like I said, these last these last few guys are closer together. But. No, Derek Carr, okay. easy money, easy okay. money, baby. I'm just saying because I I. 
I think I think very highly, just like you with Derek Carr, same thing. So I'm not trying to downgrade him, but it's just it. Of course, Derek Carr has the much, much, much better offense. There's that's of course there's no debate in that. Him. Wait, 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 to, wait, wait. You said what? Said Dak Prescott has a much better offense. Of course. You you, you said Derek Carr. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, Doc. See, Dak, Dak, and my bad. Dak, <laughs> sorry. Dak Prescott has the much better offense. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's like it, it's the Cowboys with the money, but it's Dak had Dak had what? I think 14 more tutties than him. Think around. I think Carr ended with 21 and 13. I think it was something around there where that's why of course. And like I was saying, because he has that offense, he's able to do that, but that's where he separates himself from Carr for me. Are the are, are, that's what he gets paid to do, and he threw a lot more of them than Carr. That's the main reason why, I, because I think their play, I think I think their play is very similar. Him, it him, it, it, I mean, they're they're definitely not identical, but they, you can definitely compare the two. Um, I mean, they both uh, like any other QB. They both love the deep ball, but they throw them. Derek Carr throws them almost the most, especially you know, when he had rugs, of course, and he was always, that was kind of the, the, um, the Raiders offense is third and 10. Let's just heave it. They've been doing that since 2016. They do that the most. Um, so that's a huge problem they have, but sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of tough for me to judge, not to judge, but looking back at the Raiders season last year, I mean, the odds were stacked against Derek Carr with, mm-hmm. you know, your, your really good friend and head coach leaving, you know, uh, being resigning midseason. Then you have the whole tragic Henry Rugg situation. Um, and then you have, you know, Darren Waller went out for like four or five or however many weeks towards the back end of the year. I mean, Derek Carr fought through adversity, man. And it's not like his weapons are amazing. Um, and he still dragged that team, to, that dismantled team with, you know, Henry Ruggs situation, no head coach. Like, it, it was just crazy to me. Still drug him to the playoffs and was one play away from beating the team that represented AFC in the Super Bowl. So I don't think it's much of a debate for Derek Carr to be above Dak Prescott. Um, I guess we just got to agree to disagree on that one. That's true. That's true. Um, let's talk about Debo a little bit, man. Um, I know I touched on this in the last few podcast episodes, but you know, it's such a weird situation. Um, obviously Debo makes the 49ers offense a lot better, hundred percent. but he's really bothering me, uh, the way that he's kind of like wishy-washy and he is, you know, like in his whole social media presence was just made no sense when he was, you know, deleting all the Niners picks. So that was like the first stage of the saga. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, requests a trade and then it's like the Niners don't trade him, but now it kind of sounds like he he comes out with a shirt that says Debo's back. But then the report comes out that he still wants to go. John Lynch says he sh- is not going to trade him. Debo likes a post that says he was going to remain a Niner. Like it's all over the place, and it's bothering me. I and Debo's always he's like tweeting these cryptic tweets. He's like. Oh, you know, people, they don't, they, you got to believe the right yeah. sources. Let's say, bro, you're the source. Just say it. You keep saying all this stuff. Just come forward and tell us the truth, man. So Devo's bothering me. If I had one, if I like 
had to choose. I, I would want the Niners to trade him, but let's see what you got. I mean, I, I kind of get what you're saying where I think there's a lot of people in the faithful that want him traded. Me personally, I don't agree with that. Um, just because of him coming off that season, I think it'd be a little foolish, even though he's doing foolish things for sure on the social media. Um, but I mean, just kind of running you down the stages I had when it, when it was first came out, you know, that he's deleting everything. I'm like a little confused. It was kind of like this social media thing is just ruining stuff like that, where he's showing in my opinion, I thought that that was irresponsible and that was, uh, or not irresponsible, that was childish of him really to do that kind of coming off that season, how, how much love we show him kind of to do that. I didn't, I didn't really respect that from him, but you know, we all have our own opinions of how we go about things. He did what he did. He, he, uh, he, he caught the eye of, of the whole league. Um, and then the second stage was me kind of realizing why he would want to leave is because after this season, everybody's going to be coming after Debo way more. And he knows like every other NFL player, except for the veterans and, and, and people that are, you know, coming into their contracts is, is NFL not for long is what it truly stands for. So he's going to go and go out and try and get as much money as he can. You know what I mean? So I can respect that. Um, I just don't respect that. He's trying to, you know, dip away from the Niners, but on the other hand, it's like, I kind of get it. I kind of, cause he's trying to get that money. Um, but um, at the end of the day, I would love for him to stay. I definitely don't want to trade him. Um, and yeah, hopefully um, I know we're not going to franchise tag him, even though that's what he wants. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's still a toss up. It's still a toss up even after almost a month. Yeah, definitely a toss up. Um, I the, the biggest reason why I don't want to keep Devo is just for the fact that he is doesn't want to be here, and I think that's clear at this point. And I think that we were able to get something for him right now. Um, obviously it's tough with the offers because I feel like if we would have got something pretty great, that they would have already accepted it. I don't think they got any super great offers. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, if we end up keeping Debo, I'm not going to be mad at all. And if he ends up playing for us, that's not going to make me mad. I just am kind of annoyed at him with the fact that he is super, he handled the situation really unprofessionally and he, he, yeah. And you know, he doesn't want to be here. He's made it known several times. So so if you don't want to be here, man, we'll just send you somewhere bad. We'll send you to the lions or the jets and you can find out what it's like to play on a bad team because we just went to the NFC championship. I don't know why you want to leave. Um, but you know, if we don't trade him, I'm not going to be mad as long as he's playing for us, but kind of upset with him, you know, and I just kind of want him gone at this point. I mean, and, 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 and there's a lot of that going around in the Bay. There's a lot of that going around. I mean, a lot of people I'm talking to, they're saying, and there was a time when, when he was, I was seeing a lot of posts about him and the Twitter things and all that, where it was, it was, Oh, you're going to the jets. And I'm like, all right, if he wants to do all that, I'll be real. I was like, all right, if you want to do all that, go, go have fun with the jets. Go, go, go see how your, go see how your career pans out for the money. You know, Um, you'd be getting an, an, an extreme amount of money, but what's that kind of, what, what, what's the cost of that? You know what I mean? No wins, no wins. He's he, I mean, it's it's very early on in his career, very early on. So of course, I mean, does he have the potential to, to, to be a hall of famer? Maybe I know it's very early on um, in in his career, but I mean, what he, if he does anything close to what he did last year, 
for for a couple more years, I mean, there, he, he's going to be in that. He's going to be um, in that conversation. And I know he's uh, he probably will never do that um, uh, or have that season again. But if yeah. he's able to mirror that, that'd be awesome for us. Totally agree, man. I mean, that's a fair take. Um, hopefully the situation just works out for the best. 100%. Uh, but anyways, man, well, I appreciate you coming on. This episode did run a little bit longer. Um, so sorry guys about that, but you know, we had some great conversation, um, that is definitely worth listening. So if you're still listening, man, I appreciate it. Um, you know, shout out to you, Owen, right on, man. Again, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you, brother. If you, uh, if you guys want to stay up to date, you know, with all of our social media, all of our stuff, you can follow us on Instagram, the night shift.pod. Follow us on TikTok at the night shift pod and on Twitter at the night shift. Two T's in the beginning, two T's at the end. I appreciate you guys for all listening. Owen, definitely going to have you on again. Let's get, let's get your, uh, the other guys on here too, man. Devin and all 100%, them. 100%. We'll get, we'll get them on, bro. I'll put um, in a good word. Yeah, man. But I'll definitely have you back on. I appreciate you, bro. And everyone out there listening. Thank you. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace. <laughs>